0: colored by Felix podcast. Excellent. All right, everybody. Welcome to the colored by Felix podcast. We're excited today to interview another amazing artist. We have Brian with us today. Thank you, Brian, for joining us today.
1: I'm happy to be here.
2: Yeah. And is, it, is your last name pronounced Sostrom?
1: Yeah, perfect. Sostrom. Awesome. Yeah. And if,
2: if you don't mind just kicking it off by uh, letting people know where they can find you on social media, they can follow your art while we do the podcast.
1: Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Um, Instagram, it's b sostrom b s o s t r o m, and then I've got a website. It's my full name, brian and it's kind of the main main places. Um, awesome.
2: So. awesome, cool. Twitter and so did-
1: Facebook, but I don't really care. So. Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody always has
1: their one favorite platform they they focus on. Right, mm-hmm. where are you, you are, found you success. Are fair fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it's like more and more I realize that my website should be where I focus just because things come and go. And, you know, it's, um, I'm always, always mentioned my website. So cool. Anyway. So h-
2: how did you discover Brian's work, Felix? Um, okay. So I, I mean,
0: I on Instagram, I saw your work on Instagram. I, I believe it's an art f- f- featuring page shared your work. And I'll, actually, I always say this, but I, I discovered a lot of artists like that. And, but your work stood out to me because I couldn't like. It was actually so interesting. I couldn't really the technique you were the way you were creating. I couldn't really tell how you were creating it. It was. It looked like it, your work looks to me like I'm looking through, uh, uh, like underwater, looking through from like the lens of like being underwater into like things, you know, nature, and it's very interesting. So I actually was very curious how you you know to like um talking to you today about it because I, I don't know how you do that effect and if that's something you're okay sharing with us that'd be amazing you know the way you create that yeah. interesting effect um so that stood out to me and i was like wow the, his work is very unique i haven't seen nothing like it
1: yeah yeah i appreciate that i mean i i don't have like a formula or anything but i mean I, that is like one of the most important things to ma- me is to make something that seems singular and unique. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm always sort of chasing magical things. I, I just, I paint constantly and I'm experimenting constantly and most of it just goes wrong and I'm always trying stuff. But if there's anything that happens that, that seems strange or really pretty and I don't really, something intriguing about it, I pursue it and I just constantly chase that. So it's kind of like yeah. I'm chasing the odd eccentricities that I find beautiful and trying to make something different. And so, I mean, I really... I don't people always ask me to teach stuff and i'm not really interested just because i'm more interested in just i'm a selfish bastard so i'm like just <laughs> interested in creating art that's different and you know and that's <laughs> making making my own thing so
2: that's cool
0: so how like i like if you don't mind sharing how you came to 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 that style um how did you how long have you been painting and and was it like immediately that came to you or you had to trial and error and you just came up recently with that unique and and can you explain your style a little more?
1: Sure um yeah I mean I wish I could say that I fell off a cliff and got a concussion and then it, it all started from there <laughs> but I I've been painting since I was a child so I mean decades unfortunately I'm pretty old at this point so a long time and uh I've always just I mean what's always motivated me I did I did a bunch of digital work for a long time too and it's just like trying to find something different it's just always what gets me excited because if anything just feels stale or redundant I just I can't do it so it's like I'm always and it's depressing so it's like I'm just always churning trying to find something different and it's It's super hard to do that so because I mean, there's billions of people doing billions of things. And so how do you make something different? That's so important. Um, But the way I've been painting now, it's probably been about 12 years uh, full-time doing this. I used to work on really heavily textured boards. And and, uh, I just like the way the paint sort of stuck on places and always scraping paint. And at a certain point I switched to a slicker surface and um, where the marks, I think I used to work in experimental ways before where it's like, I would do something, wait for it to dry, see how it turned out and then either be excited or disappointed. And then it's this slow process of sort of destroying it. And it's not, some of it's good, but I realized the immediacy of mark making It's what really worked for me because it feels, I mean, emotional and direct and it doesn't, it isn't like noodled with and it isn't like fussy. It's just like an immediate mark. It's an immediate statement. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And so now I just, I do stuff constantly and, and I, I, even if I kind of like something, I will, dig in deeper. And if I destroy it, I don't care. It's not worth keeping something that's like, okay, or oh, that's not that bad. So mostly I just kind of a destructive style in a lot of ways, because I'm just constantly wrecking everything. And just, if things work out, I try to figure out what I like about it and how I can do it again in a better way. And it's just, it's crazy how difficult it is to sort of (laughs) expand that way, but it's sort of my motivation all the time. So
0: that's awesome so like your work like yeah. you use mainly acrylics like and, and, yeah. and how do you like like do you use just acrylics and water how do you make that like kind of like no water?
1: yeah yeah um i don't i use medium i use a lot of medium i treat it though like a watercolor like a lot of people are like oh is this an oil painting or whatever and oil paintings are just cooler because for some reason, everyone's like, "Oh, it's an oil painting. That's amazing." But, <laughs> which seemed like the easier thing to do. I mean, um, but yeah, I use a lot of medium, but I use I don't use white at all, so I treat it. It's purely transparent. Um, that's what people like the luminosity that I achieve, and it's just because it's simply like a watercolor painting. And I use only the primary colors and magenta. I mix everything from a base. I do everything all at once like that, and I save colors into little jars, or I just throw it all away. It dries to gets too gummy too quick you know so I'm just constantly mixing colors and just constantly working with medium Um, but it's really kind of like a thick watercolor in a lot of ways so you Mm. that's the luminosity factor you know
0: and, uh, awesome I didn't know you didn't use white that's pretty crazy I yeah, use a lot of it, white, so
1: <laughs> yeah well I mean I always had in the past too I mean I it's like oh you need more white than you realize and you do and that's I think that's kind of been a, a learning curve for me because I was never that into watercolors I mean I've painted with everything I'm sure you have as well but it's like it I, I'm also sort of a minimalist in a lot of ways you know I'm always like If if I can achieve something in the most simple way and it stands on its own, I mean that is there's nothing more gratifying than just like making a stroke uh, or some mark on the surface and it's like my God, how did that happen? Walk away, (laughs) which is it's I don't know that rarely happens. That's the kind of
0: because your work shows a lot of actually a lot of interesting detail and and the way the colors combine together and come together. It seems like there's a lot of uh, thought and and kind of movement of your 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 whole canvas you've been it looks like you've been moving to try to achieve that interesting effect um and uh, i don't know if you use the air air kind of to blow or how do you make that interesting like wavy effect because um
1: i don't i use uh, mostly like flat wide brushes and and i have customized some tools that have worked certain ways like if a brush gets worn a certain way or kind of jarred up in a certain way and it works really well. I have like a couple special things, like tools that I'm just, I always go to. I'm like, I need more of these and I don't know how I made it. It's just like, it's so it's kind of a magic weapon of sorts in a way where it's just like, I think it's just because I know exactly how far it is to the surface and how subtle I have to be with my mark making, you know? And it's just, I have like such a mastery of certain things. And I try to just keep that because I don't want it to be like, I don't want to be distracted from what I'm doing. I want to dive in and just be in the moment with everything. And if and once you start like, oh, I need to do this or that, it's just kind of all gone. So there's an immediacy, and and I'm always trying to find better ways to do stuff. Which you know, it's so hard. Like because I just love that freshness. I love something that just feels like it sort of magically formed, which is like an impossible thing to achieve. But that's sort of my favorite scenario. So.
0: Well, your work definitely shows that because, the, like, I can't even explain that, you know, it's so beautiful the way you combine the colors and, like, I can't, I, it almost looks like uh, you see those works where they use resin, you know, and, and it's, like, flowy. Yeah,
2: Right,
1: right. Um, yeah, so. if I, I've asked, people have asked me if, like, oh, do you yeah, pour this? I stuff? was like thinking, we, too. You can't control <laughs> the way things randomly form. I mean, I love that. That feeling of things just happening, you know, colors blending in a natural way. And and I think stepping back, um, I've always, like I said, experimented with stuff. I used to do a bunch of gouache with oil on top of it and acrylic on top of it and all these variations. But I think stepping back and sort of reducing my materials and working with just basic colors um, sort of has been the most important thing I've ever done. That and not really caring enough about like it's not worth creating mediocre stuff i mean i'm never satisfied which is like a real problem for my emotional state but i mean i think it's important as a painter not to be satisfied because i mean the end goal is unclear it's like i'm not like hopefully someday my painting will look like a photograph i mean that's not an end goal that i care about at all you know it's like what i want is to create a feeling and an impression and something where you see a painting and, and you don't know why, but it just like grabs you in some strange way. I want something more than just the image, you know, something underlying and something emotional. And so I don't know, it, all, my, all the things that drive me are sort of unachievable, but-
3: Yeah, I noticed a lot, of artists, a lot of artists say the same thing. Like even with Felix, I noticed he also said something similar. He's like, he's like, I don't even know, like, I don't even, I'm not even happy with any of my paintings. Like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep creating, see what I can do. Right. Like there's very few of them that he's like, yes, that's amazing. He's like, I I always feel like I could be doing more, trying something new or something. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, oh, sorry, go ahead, Felix.
0: No, I was gonna add to that real quick. Um, Like, it's crazy because I 100% know how you feel because like, I I feel like um every time like I'll, I'll finish a piece, I, I'm looking for something and can explain why I'm looking for but I I like when I step back I'm like okay this this is getting closer but it's not there yet and but <laughs> but then when I feel very rarely I feel like okay this piece has something that actually me as like uh i'm like an artist like looking at it i'm like how did that happen like i'm surprised yeah. i made myself surprised. and i think those are the kind of paintings are, that are rare to me, you know
1: yeah you've nailed it there it is there's the heroin i mean that's the drug that's the that is that is the rush that you rarely get as you said but once in a while it's like holy Jesus. how did i do that and, and it's that like kind of magic and i mean i, I mean, i'm sure most painters like this i mean you mentioned it people aren't satisfied with their work I mean that's standard and I mean I also spend tons of time just staring at my work and I think most people do too and it's like you're always trying to figure yeah I mean it's I've always done that since I was a little kid. Is just like staring at it, turning it around, putting it at an angle. It's like it's is still not good, but this angle is better. I don't know, but so yeah. I mean, it's not a, a healthy state of mind to be never satisfied and always, you know. But it sort of is the human condition. I mean, for me, I'm not a religious person, but the only time I feel that way is like in nature, and if some magical thing happens on the board, and it's just like. There's something bigger here, you know. It's just like you want to get back into that well of magic that's you know, <laughs> unattainable. So it's sort of like an impossible thing to always be chasing, but it's the yeah, motivator.
2: It's
3: but... something for something that I feel like all artists have.
2: Yeah, I like to be. I, I think it, I think it's something to just get comfortable with, you know, because right. it's like like you were saying earlier, I think a common theme with beginning artists and the art that they create as well as the art that they're drawn to is they yeah they want that realism you know they think that the ultimate right. goal is do a portrait of harry styles that's as realistic as possible you know or right. get a landscape that looks just like the photograph i took on my hike but right. like you were saying earlier it's about that underlying right. thing that that feeling that you're trying to create any even if you had all the skill in the world, I feel like, yeah, that skill might be wasted. Just creating something photorealistic. It's, it's like good to be comfortable with the idea that you'll never be settled and that you'll always be looking for some new thing, you know? And I think that's what makes, yeah, I see it in both of you guys.
1: Yeah, that's very well said. And I mean, it is the human condition, right? Like it's like, Mm -hmm. We know this this is the world we're in and we have this much we don't know how much time we have but it's all just like you've kind of got to get used to it and it's like but do the do what you can with what you've got and so um anyway i've lost the thread there a little bit
2: No, (laughs) i think that's great because it's like i think that what i don't know what you guys were kind of getting at maybe is like Yeah. Like think of how boring the world might be if we all, if, you know, everything was perfect and we were just totally happy with exactly where we were. It's like, I think the real art is finding the balance. You don't want to be the person who in all aspects of your life is never satisfied and always seeking and whatever. But I think like, like identifying it maybe and understanding it for what it is and being like, Hey, in my art, I'm going to choose to not be satisfied, you know, and I'm going to find enjoyment in that. I think that like adds some spice to life, you know?
0: yeah well for
1: for sure there's like a real adventure factor i I mean it's like a solitary adventure factor but working on Mm. stuff i mean it's like you know i go for a hike or do something in the woods and it's great but then it's a lot more adventure with the blank surface you know coming at something and trying Mm. to figure out like i'm in a terrible mood how am i i'm not up for this today but then driving through that and forcing yourself to sort of get in the mode, do you have to sort of lose lose the reality and just sort of get lost in the work, or at least I do? And so once that sort of happens, then anything's possible. Maybe you'll find something special, or maybe it'll just be another day and some more boards you need to sand down, but... Mm-hmm.
0: right. So do you, do you ever re- like look at your work? Like we talked about the stare at your work. And then after some time, maybe months year you, you're like, all right, this is getting too annoying to me. I need to repaint it. Do you, do you repaint your work or do you? Oh,
1: I get rid of stuff constantly. I'm, I've gotten, I mean, I'm terribly destructive. That's like a, one of the biggest game changers for me is like just embracing that, like to create, you have to destroy. And it's like Good enough, like that's good just because, like, your skills you've developed and you've done some nice colors, everything works out. It's like, is that worth saving? I mean, probably not, but so, um, yeah, no, I and I'm I've sort of also learned, like, I think as a kid and a younger person, I would paint something and I'd have it up, and I'd like I said, turn it at a funky angle and like close one of my eyes or whatever, and be like, oh, uh, you know, there's always something that you like about what you've done, and you sort of kind of get like really emotionally involved in that and you're like oh but that's so good but then you know and you keep kind of adding to it and hoping that you can I, I feel like it's a dead process once you've gotten into that it's like you may as well just you know throw it in the chipper because it's like you're just selling yourself on something that's not not there so it's like I don't know I'm always always like I said trying to find some special spark some magic and then you know, I'm endlessly disappointed, but it's—I'm still very excited to keep going. I'm a very, I'm not a very optimistic person, but for some reason in art, it's like I always feel like anything is possible, which makes no sense because that's not true at all. But anyway.
2: Well, I want to pick up on that thread that you kind of just talked about. Like, and I want to make sure I'm understanding it correctly because it sounded really interesting. So, like, are you kind of saying that basically, you know, you'll be painting and maybe you'll do something really? awesome or uh magical as you'd say like and it kind of just happens from an intuitive place but then you're saying that you deliberately like you don't want to analyze that too closely because then you'll make it too formulaic or like it'll lose its magic when you try to recreate it is that what you're saying
1: yeah i mean you i think you put your finger on it with the intuitive thing there is i mean that is like the most i've never done anything that where I'm just like reproducing something that I've liked at all. It's like, doesn't matter how good it is this, the intuitive part. It's like when things are happening, just because you were sort of in tune with it, with the art and, and whatever. And then that's where the kind of interesting things happen. And, um, mm. and so I don't know, I, I just, uh, if it's not there, it's not there. So, but I always keep firing through and keep doing stuff. And And I'm just willing to be, I put ten hours in in the studio, and you know, at the end of the day, I'll just have dirty hands and nothing else to show for it. You know, I'm right, I'm okay. Right. With that. I'm okay with that because it's like I could have been sitting on the couch watching TV, and that would have been a lot more depressing. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm not optimistic, but for some reason, with painting, I'm like feel like there's some something around the corner that's just going to be make everything worthwhile, even though I know that's nonsense, but. Yeah, no, I totally based, based on common sense. <laughs>
3: I, I'm curious, like, how, um, so you said you've been painting since you were a kid. How long have you been doing art full time? Like, has it always been full time, or
1: yeah? Yeah, I, I've always painted. I mean, um, I was when I got out of college, I was doing a bunch of illustration. I worked at a magazine company and I worked at some video game companies. So I've always done artwork to make a living. And I, but it's always been painting that seemed everything else just seemed like like a terrible sitcom or something that's just like paycheck, something I don't care about, something that looks old in two years. I mean, it's just all so disappointing. It's like there's no point in this. So it's I mean, it's just day labor for me. So Painting's always been it. So I've like the last 12 years or almost 13 years, I guess I've been painting full-time. Um, I have had some gigs in the, in the meantime to keep, keep money coming in, you know? And so things have gotten a little more stable recently, but uh, it's tough, it's a tough way to make a living, you know? So.
2: Yeah, is that so, thanks um, to social media? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Sebastian. What did you say,
3: Sebastian?
2: No, I was just saying is that stability thanks to social media.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social media is frustrating. And one of my buddies is the one who talked me into doing this because I'm the least sociable person in the world, essentially. But uh, it's, I mean, yeah, getting your work seen by other people is the only way anything happens. You know, I live in a small town where like the art shows I've participated in just trying to be sociable, but it's just like, it's painful. So it's like you have right. to be on a, a larger sort of scale. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, Social media is a real, real change. So if this was around when I was in college, there's no way I would have ever worked an honest job. I would have just you yeah. know, limped, limped along indefinitely. <laughs> Maybe that would have been better. But.
0: <laughs> so do you have any galleries you're showing your work or just mainly through social media?
1: No, it's mostly mostly through galleries is, is how I... I make a living. I I tend to, I was like doing a lot of like multiple solo shows a year, which is just absurd. You know, it's just, for me, it's Mm -hmm. just too much. So um, now I'm just doing one a year. Um, I did one at Momentum Gallery uh, last summer in North Carolina, which was great. And then my next one's in um, at River Sea Gallery in Astoria, Oregon. So that's in June, June 11th. So that's what I'm sort of buried into now so I'm you know accepting some commissions here and there but now I'm not doing anything but working on the
2: show so Mm, cool and so for that show are you like when you're preparing for a show like that I guess are you kind of in the mindset of I want to create like a cohesive body of work where all these paintings kind of feel like they belong together or with each painting are you just kind of letting your intuition take over
1: um you know I used to put a lot of thought into stuff like that. But I think just, I mean, just based on the fact that I'm doing what I do and just doing it consecutively, it all feels like a body of work. So I don't have to really worry about that as much. I did come up with a title that I love called, uh, it's called the Dreams Between Darkness is the name of the, the show. So I think that that's sort of like I'm trying to push stuff a little bit away from what I would typically do to sort of find something special along those lines. So I think just the fact that I made, sort of like participating in a group show where it's like, here's the, this is the theme or whatever, which sometimes is exciting. Cause it's like, well, it's a little, it's I can see where I would get into that. It's not what I would do, but then it leads to other thoughts. And, you know, one, one interesting idea leads to sort of another one. So, I mean, coming up with a title for the show is sort of push things a little bit recently and I'm sort of just desperate to do more stuff along those lines and like running out of time. So
2: That's really interesting. Actually, I find that fascinating how you like start with a title and then kind of let that little bit of structure kind of give shape to your ideas. That's like a really interesting way to go about it. And I don't know if that's the way that like people would typically think to start on a project like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I think any, any way that sort of, just gets you at maybe even if it's what you wouldn't normally do, that makes it a good idea doing something different is always good. I don't, I usually do come up with a title. Like when the show's there, it's like, what's it called? And I'll say something, but I'm, I'm always sort of with the work I do writing like notes in my phone, like the titles down or Mm. some weird, weird phrase will come to mind and I'll write it down. Like I'm some sort of songwriter, which I'm obviously not, but, and so, um, but sometimes that dictates what my work becomes too. Like I'll I write a phrase down, I'll think this doesn't really fit through this painting, but it kind of makes me think of something else for some reason. It's not like a direct correlation, but it makes, there's some sort of thread there that, that I find interesting. So it leads to another thought, it leads to no more work. And so like, yeah, with this show, it's like coming up with a cool title, which for some reason I like coming up with titles and names and things like that. Um, I want to lean into it. You know, I want to find you know, I love that title, why do I love that title? Why does, I have a giant pile of work that I've done for the show and I'm like, at the point now where I'm like trying to figure out how many pieces I will actually need to fill the show and then which ones do work best together. And then I'm like, but with the title, I kind of want stuff that's more in tune with that and not just sort of like, oh, that's pretty or whatever. You know, I want to make something -hmm. I'm always well. Something. My my
2: last question on this topic is: I just want to know, like, how does that title, in in your mind, how does that specifically express itself in some of the works that are going to be in the show? Um,
1: I mean, I think it's sort of like Felix was saying about my work looking like sort of underwater, some strange quality. I mean, I kind of want most of the things I do to have sort of a surreal, like momentary quality to them. Like it's hard to define. I mean, like everything that I chase is hard to define, you know, but that's, so I, I want it to have a quality that's sort of ethereal and difficult to define, maybe like beautiful, but then maybe uncomfortable too for some reason. And that's, I mean, I want to make something intriguing, like a show that I would want to go check out. I mean, that's always yeah. you know, a, a good goal. so For sure.
2: I think that's a great mindset is to, yeah, put yourself in the mind of, yeah, exactly. Like, what would I actually yeah want to experience as an art viewer?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, lo- I love to check out art, but it's like, yeah, I mean, painting for yourself is, I mean, what a ridiculous way to earn a living, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> painting for yourself, you have to really be painting for yourself or what are you doing, you know, so...
3: Based on that, that kind of topic, um, you said you love going to like art shows and museums. Like, is there anyone that like inspired your work or like that as you were growing up or anything that you kind of looked up to anything like that, or even modern artists that you really enjoy?
1: Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I mean, I, I liked stuff that was more like darker and a little more like obvious in a way, I guess, like I was a big fan of Marshall Erisman, he's still, he's a famous illustrator, still around. Um, Odd Nerdrum, you know, great painter, Um, just more blatant like uh, Francis Bacon's paintings. Um, But I think like sometime, because in my late twenties, I was going, driving with a friend through Montana and we stopped at Montana State University and uh, Russell Chatham, is a landscape painter that had a collection of work there. It was like the seasons or something, or maybe a painting per month, I can't remember, but it was a room dedicated to his work. And uh, like landscape painting wasn't really something I ever really, I liked stuff that was more like brutal or you know disturbing or, you know, it's like very, <laughs> I like teenager boy style like scenario, <laughs> you know? Um, so I like, I really like stuff like that and then you know, but I've always been a nature enthusiast, and I used to paint wildlife and stuff. But I went to a Russell Chatham show, and I think that was really had a big impact on me. I, I bought a book from him there. that was just at the at the school, and then my buddy was driving back to Washington where we were living, and I was just reading it out loud, and I like read the whole book, and then I'm like, dude, where are we? And we're already in Spokane. Like we have would driven like you know six hours. He was going like eighty miles an hour, like an maniac. But is I was like, that was, so that was like a big thing where I was just like, I'm really into this. Um, There's, I mean, there's so many great painters and so many artists I really like, but I guess that was the first time I really thought about like landscape painting is as sort of dismissive of it, I would say, is like. Yeah, it's it's
3: super interesting that you were like saying how you weren't interested in landscapes at all and like you like dark art and stuff and now you're doing landscapes.
1: Right, right. And I, I think, I mean, um, which is weird because the only time like I out in nature then like really feel that same vibe is when I'm just staring place without people and just, you know, just the atmosphere and the light and all that stuff. And I mean, that's what really moves me. And so it sort of like came together those two things. And I do still love like a dark underlying rooting. I mean, life is obviously brutal and <laughs> nature is brutal and it's like, but I want to make something elevated that has, you know, undertones and hopefully other feelings. And hopefully there's more to it than just like, oh, that what a nice looking tree or whatever it is. You know, it's like I want there to be more. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way, Felix. But-
0: oh, totally. Like now that you told me like, your, you know, more of your story and how you grew up and how you like the dark. I can see that in your painting now because I I noticed that you do. Like a lot a lot of like the night scenes or like these this tree that has a hole in it and, or like a fire coming out and it's like all like kind of like kind of in the way dark and scary but also beautiful with the yeah. colors and it's just peaceful to look at but it, it has a mixture of that both you know um, what you what you describe your life you know kind of journey it has that in that painting and I see that and it's just that's that's awesome I love I love love hearing your story. That's good,
1: it. yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, I like depth and things. I mean, I guess the the best compliment for a painter is like you want to come back and look at that painting, and that's a you know, it's not like love it, put it on the wall, it matches the couch, I'm done. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> which I feel like is probably like ninety percent of the people that buy my work. But I mean, that's <laughs> obviously not the goal. But
3: uh, you know, I,
1: when I was in college, there was a, a retired art professor named Andrew Hofmeister that. Um, also had a big impact on me. He painted just strictly non-representational work um, using paint, just paint as the subject. And I mean, that had a huge impact on me because he would just manipulate paint, do things with paint that were interesting. And then he would let his wife name him. So he'd like hang him on an easel at night and go up there and his wife's like, this looks like the golf field or, you know, some, something. I'm like, I don't know if I would go along with that name, but um, it was very sweet, but. uh, just, I mean, that sort of brought me in tune with, I mean, I've seen you do a lot of like non-representational work, but where you can find, I, that always felt like classical music to me, you know, it's like, that's, I'll know I finally made it as an artist when I'm like throw images out the door, but, <laughs> and I'm just just manipulating paint and being a weirdo, but uh, yeah, I've got the weirdo part down, but you know, for whatever reason, I'm just so image motivated and I just, everything always, even when I've done stuff, it's like non-representational. It like starts to turn into something and I'm like, oh, I like it because it sort of looks like this or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, it's. Someone,
3: did, someone gave that comment to Felix the other day and like, he's like, that's an interesting compliment, but they're like, um, I guess in your art, I see a little bit of chaos in every piece, but I guess like Every artist has like a, what did they say? It's something like every artist has some oh like a chaotic chaotic side or something.
1: Yeah, like that madness. In madness.
3: It yeah, that's. Ooh. madness is,
1: chaos is good, but madness is better. Obviously, so nice. Well done. Yeah,
0: I Feel like you know, like um, it. It should be. It should be like uh, like your title of how you come up with just a little bit of like inspiration with uh, like a title and you kind of give the a lot of space of creativity and freedom to create where you're open you're not like tied in like commission work is very specific and you're you're, you're more boxed in but when you have like a little like piece of like okay I'm inspired by this like bark and just the colors but I want to stay open I want to see what happens with just you know I think that's as an artist that's the fun part is you're more free to have an accident happen, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that's the right mindset for sure. I mean, and that that is why conditions are so sort of deadening. Like I, I, I've taken a few this year and I was like taking zero, but I've taken a few, I probably won't take any more, but it is, if it's, if the person, if I can tell the person's open to, you know, they like, I like these paintings of yours. I want something that's something like this, but I don't want to tell you what to do. Then that's my favorite thing is not to be told what to do. <laughs> Right. Um, that's always good um, but yeah that, that freedom and like you said like I, I had a teacher in college that was uh, getting some illustration class and he was like maybe you should write stories and then just choose some random selection of that and draw something based on that and don't show the story and I thought that was really interesting it's sort of the same thing you're sort of stirring your thoughts around and then pulling something out and it's all the same nonsense that you run through in your head all the time, but it's like from a little different angle, you know, just a little different view of it and it makes you think of different things and it, you never know, things evolve and you never know where they go. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Well, so what I was thinking when you guys were talking is like about the whole chaos and madness thing. Um, I think that, you know, I'm not a Taoist or anything, but I do love the metaphor of the yin yang. And I think that I always come back to that in my life. Cause I always try to look for like the duality in things like nobody is a hundred percent good. Nobody's a hundred percent evil. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that, like I said before, if we had that perfect world, they even reference this in the matrix, like you'd kind of go a little crazy. You wouldn't know what to do with it. And so I think that like, if this is too poetic, stop me, but I think there's a reason why, People say that like called the magic hour, that last hour before sunset, you know, because that's when the light and the dark blend. And like you said, I think if if all anybody ever did was do paintings of bright, you know, fields of sunflowers and and it was all just, you know, whatever, that could just end up being like home decor, you know what I mean? But it's because you blend in that little bit of darkness, there's that little bit of mystery or something else, right? And you can have the light and dark kind of mixing. And I'm not saying every painting has to be this perfect blend of light and dark, but just the fact that you can look at life from both sides, I think that's kind of a what adds the mystery factor and the fascination to art and makes it more than just like home decor, you know?
1: Yeah, home decor is like the the worst that, and this almost looks like a photograph for my two least, least favorite things, but you really put your, your finger on it there with um, like the the uh late hour of light and things like that it also i mean it's i mean that's just the heartache of knowing that the day's ended another day in your life is gone it's so beautiful and it's so profound and it's like time is constantly ticking i mean those all those things and there's without mm. the upside like you said the yin and the yang without the, the positivity there's nothing but darkness and without the darkness you know it's like you do need both those things and you can kind of highlight those things as long as it has the flip side for sure.
2: Totally. And I think your, your art, when I look at it really does, I mean, I don't know if this is your intent, but just for me, like that's the kind of thing I was thinking about when I looked at your art is like that magic hour, that kind of, you know, very dramatic light and like that very kind of surreal sense, you know what I mean? Like when you're in that hour in, in daylight, if you're ever outside during that hour, it, it does feel like a dream. It doesn't feel real in a way and I think that that's kind of the feeling I got from your art so I feel like that I don't know
1: yeah yeah I mean that's it's I I mean man I've grown more appreciative of time as I've aged you know and and I I run outside like if I see the the sun setting I'm looking at the mountains and you can just watch it go I mean you can watch Mm. the light change and you can and it's all so beautiful and it's also heartbreaking and i mean i used to be very dismissive like i said of landscape painters it's like oh it's a sunset zippity doo or right. whatever but i you know i just appreciate the anything that has that kind of ache of life and humanity and temporary state of everything you know it's like it's all there anyway oh um, yeah so
3: cool it's like crazy because it's like you can't hold on to it too you just, i know
1: i know <laughs> yeah, no. I'm constantly I'm like a like a spastic child running outside to take pictures of things. And just that- like when like, I look at the pictures on, like, these are all just terrible. It was not like that at all. But, which is the weird thing. And you, there's also only five minute window of things. It's like you kind of remember like the colors. It's like this weird muted. You know the, the way it works, and try to find that later in your own work. And maybe you do. And mm. I don't know the the weird psychological thing of paint where it just makes you. I mean, I think that's the problem with imagery too, where it just you work on stuff, but then your mind goes, "Oh, this looks like this," or your your brain just wants to do that with with things. But it and it all echoes back to just various parts of your life. So I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I always I always look at painting in a more meaningful way than I maybe should, but it's sort of like the center of my life. So it's like it's I, sort I, of well, like what
0: you're saying is like. Um, you're that feeling that moment that you saw that you can't you can like capture it through the through the phone or something and uh but that feeling and you you try to remember right. it and that's true your your brain always tries to like be very like you know like very detailed perfect. or perfect or something like is like
3: right.
0: blocking it and not allowing you to let that feeling kind of take over that you know the mind and and let it naturally you know create itself. And I think that's interesting. It's like a constant battle with that. Like, oh, I remember that feeling, but how can I now take that feeling and create something? And I don't know what's going to happen, but I I need to now battle with myself to keep that feeling throughout the whole process. Keep
3: it pure.
1: Yeah. Keep it pure through through creating. Right. Strip all the the thinking away. And I mean, and that is, I mean, that's why like art in nature, I mean, it's an old theme, obviously, but that same you know, you get that feeling looking at just some empty landscape or whatever it is. And it's like, and you can't really define it sometimes, you know, it's like, yeah, it was pretty, the light was nice or whatever, but it's like, there's something more to it, you know, that really, <laughs> and that's the same thing I want in painting too. That's just utterly unachievable. But once in a while, I get a little bit of, a little bit of excitement, keeps you going. So you know,
2: Definitely.
3: I'm interested. I mean, I'm going to change the subject a little bit, but Go ahead. I'm interested to know about like your experience as an artist like in galleries and then also like while being on Instagram like you said you mainly sell in galleries but do you ever like sell directly through Instagram or are you yeah how does that work for you?
1: Yeah I mean I'm unfortunately i mean i am so dedicated to painting and reluctant to do other chores that i mean i i don't have a proper shop but i have sold i saw a lot of work through instagram people just dm me typically i mean i don't for years i'm like i gotta store to my website i gotta do this i just never seem to get to it because i'm just always like oh man i've got four months to the show <laughs> or whatever you know and, and just i can't seem to do it but uh yeah galleries i mean that when I was younger, I mean, that was always like, Oh, if I can get into a gallery you know, and then you've, you've made it or whatever, it's like, but you know, I used to, I used I'm to do a lot of
3: about that now. now uh,
1: I appreciate actually every year, like when I do my taxes, I'm always like adding up the money. I'm like, Oh, I earned way more selling directly. I got all the money, sold a ton of paintings, added up. It's like, I made way more <laughs> the galleries, even though they took half, you know, it's like, so, I mean, it's a business and they like you if you're doing well, like all businesses. And so it's sort of, I mean, it's, it's just another part of life. So, I mean, I look at, for art, it's gotta be multifaceted, you know, I need, I know I need galleries. I know I have to take some commissions. I know I've got to sell stuff through Instagram. I've got to do some smaller work that's more affordable. It's like, there's a practical side to things, but I, ultimately I mean still I guess it's a childish part of me that's like having a, a show is just like a big deal to me so it's like you know even if it's not a giant gallery it's just like this is a this is important to me it's a moment in life you know and I want I want to put everything into it and it's like I do get sort of driven by those deadlines too I guess I've always been kind of a workaholic so I just like I don't know I like the drive added pressure in a way even though I don't I would like to think I'd just like to lie on the grass and start the sky or whatever, but I guess I do sort of like that time-ticking quality that forces stuff, you know. But, so, anyway, galleries, i they're necessary and I like them. And so, and there's the ones I get along with, I definitely want to keep providing work for and have a good relationship with. You know, I talk to a lot of gallery owners, you know, multiple times a month. So,
3: Um, Did you get involved with the galleries you're involved with like through Instagram or was it
1: before? No, 100% Instagram and my website. And that's, it's like before that I used to apply to shows and I'd get stuff in group shows. And I'd send stuff to galleries I thought were cool and I'd never hear from them just like, you know, it's like the cool kid in school or whatever that you never hear Some pretty girls like, hey, uh, <laughs> s- don't, don't talk to me, dude, or whatever. So, but it's like, uh, then I, at a certain point, I'm just like, forget it. Like I'm distracting myself. I'm just gonna paint, do exactly what I want to do, put it online, and and then galleries started reaching out to me. So I don't know if I just got lucky or you know they saw something, and so that let one thing leads to another thing, and one gallery saw stuff I had. south carolina and contacted me and so it's just kind of like you know a web but
0: Hmm. i like how you said um that you're open to and you know how important it is to be um everywhere like not just say no galleries like only instagram they're taking way too much you're open like you know what like i'm you know a little bit there like you're you're diversifying you know your work and you're you're open to that because you realize that you know, as an artist, as a creator, like it is, it's it's a harder place to to make it a living, make it a work. You know, yeah. like a top thing. So where you you're you almost if if you're too prideful to say no, I'm too cool for this place, I. It will be a lot harder. You might you might get bigger after you die, you know. But don't you want to enjoy the process of uh, of being an artist while you're alive? You gotta kind of open up and you know, in a way, be be available, you know, and do something. Um, maybe you're not comfortable doing. Absolutely. I know, I have to, you
2: know.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, you have to. You can't. I mean, I like in a perfect world, I would say no to everything and then just yeah. like, give everyone yeah. the finger and just do whatever. But in the end, I mean, I'm really just still doing I mean what I follow my enthusiasm and I mean it's like if I'm enthusiastic about something then I'm like relentless and I can't stop and it's like a disease and it's like but that's when the best things happen too and so yeah as an artist it's so hard to make a living and I mean I've had so many terrible jobs so I mean even if you're like not like initially that excited about some commission or something it's like you can always find something about it that like like I've never, haven't done anything that's quite like this, or there's, you know, some interesting atmospheric thing I want to really dive into, or you know, whatever it is. There's always, if you have the right mindset, there's room for exploration, and and yeah, you can't be that that uh, much of a diva. I think <laughs> let's get really lucky. I'd like to be more of a diva, but whatever. <laughs> I don't have the nails for it, so I can't do
2: it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great approach is just like do a little bit of what works. And like, I think that's what we're trying to do on this podcast too is like, just show all you artists out there that there's no one answer, you know, that sure. if you're, we've had people on here who are all about the galleries and we've had people on here who are like, no, screw the galleries. I'm independent. And then we've had a blend and I, I find actually most people are a blend. And mm. I think that there is, like you said, something just very nice about that. You like just, it's at the end of the day, understanding, Hey, it's still better than going to work for the man or whatever. (laughs) And at least I, uh, you know, I might not do all the stuff that I love, but it's like, you kind of cobble it together and do what works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You still got to pay that mortgage. I mean, I have, I I mean, I think uh, being more destructive about my work and more selfish about the way I approach things have all been good things. You know, it's like, because people do find people aren't going to hire you. Like you paint a picture of my baby at the wedding or whatever. It's like, they haven't seen me do that. And so they don't approach me for that. so. (laughs) So it's like, people are finding you generally because there's something about your work that they connect with. And so that's in a way, like most of the commissions it's, it's actually been really good for the most part, the ones I've done. It's like, and I'm, I get a vibe from people. If it's not like, if I can tell there's, some magical thing that I don't know will ever happen and they don't know exactly what they want, but if they have the open quality to it, I'm down for, you know, I, I paint all the time. So why not try to paint something that's slightly to the left of what I'm doing or whatever it is, you know? So
2: I want to touch on something that you just mentioned in passing, which is that I think it's super important to be really, really true to yourself in art and in life, because I think that that just attracts Like you said, that people know what you're about and you're putting it out there for the public to see. That might be scary, but it means that the kind of people that you like will find you, you know, like I to relate it to something different, just to drive home the metaphor like I. In my life, I'm a very talkative person and I found that like growing up, you know, I always have a bunch of ideas and so I always found myself being like the annoying friend when I was younger, (laughs) you know, and I got really like self-conscious about that for years. I'm like, oh man, I can tell when the room is getting annoyed with me and I can't stop running my mouth still, (laughs) but like I realized at some point that like that also is what made me like interesting to be around to a small portion of the population, right? Right and i'm like i don't care if that's 10% of people i don't care if that's 5% of people like if i'm being the most authentic version of myself it doesn't matter how many other people don't get it the people who do get it will like make my life so much more enjoyable to have those people around and so get it what's that?
3: <laughs> yeah get yeah. it
2: yeah yeah and so yeah, i think that with art and everything cool it's right. like same same story it's like you might as well put out don't put out the artwork that you think people will like or that you think will get all the page views to you because you might not get those page views at first. Like, you know, if Felix only wanted to get what people would like, he would just do sunset after sunset after sunset. But it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, we can all do that. We can all play to the crowd. But I think that by like leaning into what makes you really special, you might have that initial slow period, but then when people find you, then it's like really special. I don't know. I just ranted, but maybe you could speak on that.
1: No, your ranting was great. I, you know, right. I'm not yeah. a
3: photographer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not much for That was really really good. And I, you know, I've had uh had those thoughts too of like I don't want to be dictated by what's popular that I posted like oh, I'm going to do more of that, you know. And
2: right.
1: To a certain degree that's probably unavoidable, right? Like it just shifts your thinking a little bit, but ultimately, I mean, like do the thing that you are passionate about and do what excites you and I mean that's what I always say. I'm, I follow my enthusiasms. Even I'll just do something. I'm like, this is just totally dumb. I should be working on the show, but I just feel like doing this for no reason at all. And no one would ever buy this or whatever. And it's like, I don't care. Like I'm going to do it. And it's just like, and that's, you have to have that freedom too. I mean, you have to, you can't, can't be limiting yourself or you're not going to grow. So.
2: Yeah. And do some of those random experiments that you thought were just kind of like a little random idea that no one would ever, understand but you do those end up becoming some of your most popular works uh, sometimes or
1: they lead me to doing something that's that's you know based something that happened in that painting leads me to thinking about something else that you know is, is a bigger piece but I've got a lot of just tiny little paintings lying around that are just like <laughs> oddities but they also it's sort of like a weird riff of something about, and like I said, this like, there's something really cool about this. And you can get that with a smaller painting too, where it's like, it's done quickly, it's small, it happens. And it's like, man, this is, I don't know what this is but there's something cool about it. And so, mm-hmm. um, and it's worth exploring I and mean, it's, all, it's all sort of an exploration. <laughs>
3: But, do those paintings ever see the light of day or do you keep them hidden <laughs>
1: uh, no sometimes i mean people see them i posted i had another instagram account i was posting more oddities but i just realized i don't have time to support multiple instagrams i can barely keep my current one going so um right. so but, do, you,
0: do you record and do everything yourself or um uh, with the yeah
1: video? yeah i did too much i know my people are always like oh you should outsource stuff i mean like building boards and things like that but you know it's there's not enough money to do all that stuff so i'm impressed you have a producer that's good work <laughs> <laughs> i but now I, I end up doing i mean everything I'm, so
0: that's very, I mean, very encouraging that's very encouraging especially I, I hope this is encouraging for a lot of listeners because you know like um people sometimes stop themselves from creating because they're like oh well i'm not like that recording i'm not this part i like i don't want to deal with like i i just want to focus on." It. but but the reality is a lot of us have to like we step into it and do it no matter you know uh where you are like um like the age and all that you know the difference it doesn't matter like you're there's a lot of young people that just like don't want to leap into that or are afraid to to get into you know Showing their work and recording and and that part. So um, it's very encouraging that you're doing it too. That's awesome.
1: Well, you do it to an incredible degree. I mean, you're, you, it's amazing the videos you put together. It's definitely, I'm like, every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, uh, I'm just filming myself holding a painting or whatever. It's like, (laughs) what am I doing? But yeah, in life, you have, and in art, obviously, you have to dive all the way in. You can't just sort of waddle around in the shallows. You've got to, Whatever it is yeah. you do, you gotta go for it. you know, yeah. not just- And I
2: think you figure it out on the fly too. Like, I'm not yeah. a professional podcast producer, I'm learning as I go. Mm-hmm. But it's like with all of you creating now, now that social media has forced all of us to be a little more technical than we might like to be or that we might be comfortable being, it's like don't sweat that there's people out there that have these perfect edits and perfect lighting and whatever else. Just figure it out as you go and if the first one doesn't turn out great then maybe the next you know three down the line you'll inc- uncover something new you right. know?
1: yeah I mean it is disheartening you like put a lot of effort into something it's like oh and then it goes nowhere but I mean right I don't know ultimately I, I have the same answer for everything it's just like it for me it's about the painting and and being in the moment of that, and just like I have to try to ignore it as much as I can about everything else, and just that is the thing for me. But mm-hmm. that's, yeah, you're doing a
3: good job, really yeah.
1: good job. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm on a podcast; it must be doing something right.
3: <laughs> you yeah, caught Felix's eyes.
2: So. No, it's really, it's really striking work, guys. And anyone listening, if you haven't checked it out yet, seriously, go to Brian's Instagram and check it out because it's like my first thought was like, how is that acrylic? You know, I know we kind of went over that, but. It was like what the heck i was i went and looked at the captions to see what the materials were because i was i couldn't place it and then it said acrylic and i was still in disbelief it's just like so much if you like blending if i mean it's just insanity how in those blends are achieved so we're actually coming up to the end right now you guys but i wanted to just i have an ask an artist question from one of our listeners and i want to just run it by you felix and brian um and you can answer however you want. It's this is from Sana, and she says, um, this one's a little more technical than we usually get, but she just wants to know she wants to learn color mixing and color theory, you know, how to get like a similar color as a reference, etc. And uh, she just wants any recommendations for like, um, either good books that you guys have read about color theory or just how you learned color theory.
1: Um, do you want? Uh, I, what I would say is, I used to. I remember I had a high school teacher that gave me a color theory book. I was obsessed with. I used to read about oh, the mother color, all these different things. But it's you just have to experiment. I mean, I would just get mm-hmm. the primary colors, get magenta, get you know white, mix them, compare them, mix them. I mean, just repetition. You just have to constantly right see the colors together. It's like such a small shift. It depends. What you're working on, but I mean, it's all about just doing it. So, I mean, I would mostly, you can look at a color wheel and go, oh, these are complementary or, you know, tertiary, whatever it is, but it's like, it's the seeing them that's important. So, um, that's my only thoughts. Felix, you probably have something better to say.
0: <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I 100%, I was going to say that. I agree with you. I think, honestly, like what I would recommend the way, I mean, at least for me, the way I started, it sounds like you as well, Brian. Um, is using the primary colors right and just uh, and 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 like I use primary colors and then I use black and uh, I know you can achieve the getting the black with uh, the red and the blue mixing together you can kind of get it to a color but um, I just had just the primaries and the black and the white and then just kind of mixing and playing with those colors because I remember when I first started painting I was looking at all these 24 sets you know like 48 sets colors and i'm like and i'm overwhelmed and i'm like oh man there's so much colors to 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 remember and uh, how how would i remember this specific color when i need to use it it's like so much and um it's nice to to experiment as you get better to to kind of explore different shades of pink and and the way uh, maybe you can achieve when you're mixing your own pink. There might be a better mix already pre-made for you. In the future, you can play with those. But um, I remember in the beginning, I just used primary colors and practiced. It's all about, like you were saying, experiment, practice, kind of mix. Maybe also like we have like a canvas where you just kind of mix a color and just drop like a make a little line mix another color and just use the greens or like yellow and blue and see how how dark and light you can achieve from those two colors you know from the lightest darkest so you just kind of work with with different you know colors mixing them together and see what they give you and it's all about practice it's always been you know yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, The the variables are endless. And so, I mean, I think starting simple is just a great, great call. And I mean, everything else evolves from those, you can do everything with those colors. So it's like, there was a point in my twenties, I remember going to a art supply store with one of my buddies and he's like, every time I'd go there, I'm like, Oh, I've never seen this color. I used to just buy every random new color, you know, it's just like, what am I doing (laughs) now? I only buy like four colors, but (laughs) he was like, wow, you don't even have to mix colors anymore. Right. Or whatever. I'm just like, I don't know but you sort of if you are just using premixed colors you too you lose some of that relationship you know it's, it's there's like those the way certain colors come together the the blending and stuff that's like you really miss out on and that that kind of heart, color harmony and stuff is something you have to to witness and see in person to really understand and mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a lot of time to just see it over and over again before you really get like this really neutralized that color but then you know right on the edges of it it's so beautiful and whatever it is but
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah you have to like you have to dive in and actually do it with your hands so you yep. can't just skip that step that's what i think it's important to to actually do it than then jumping in and already have a pre pink or something that you don't really know how it got there you know right. so it's important you at least practice that and then once you get better at that maybe you can you know i mean it's everybody approaches this differently but i think like uh, the basic way to start would be the primary colors yeah
1: yeah and it's like you said jumping in and doing it that's that's the key to everything i mean it's like yeah. you have to go for it you know and so seeing that stuff happen but
2: awesome well man i've learned a lot from you guys i think that was like very informative and I think that like that's such a big theme is just doing it you know I should mm. get that I should get that slogan patented <laughs> but I just put a paint palette
3: at the end of it to make it a little different
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but I, th- I think that's that's really brilliant Is like you guys said it's like I mean looking at both of your artwork you know Felix and Brian it's both taken you a road of many years to get to where you are but it's like i think that's so brilliant is that anyone wanting to be like you just show up you know and do it and dive right in and you'll probably end up with something totally different than either of them and that'll actually be the right answer
1: there you go that's even better you've, you've found your own road you know
2: yeah that's
1: that's key but yeah you gotta you gotta get out there you gotta do it whatever you care about follow your enthusiasm so
2: Oh, awesome. Well,
3: thank yeah. you so much, Brian, for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you. As a reminder, everyone can find you on Instagram, B
1: Ostrom. S O S T R O M.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so everyone, check out Brian's art. Seriously, it's really worth checking out. It's striking.
1: Uh, thank so. you. Get that?
3: thank you guys so much for listening to the color by felix podcast we appreciate you guys being here this week meeting brian and if you guys enjoyed this uh episode be sure to leave a review and also um give brian a follow
0: and brian as of last final thing i want to ask you is there something coming up for you you said there's a show coming up is there anything else you want to share as last words before we close here to for the listeners
1: um, I mean, I guess really the show is the big thing, like July or June 11th in Astoria, Oregon at River Sea Gallery. So, I mean, it's just like it's, I'm kind of right at the sweet spot for like pressures on, time's time's almost up. I'm ordering frames. I ordered the wrong size, but I'm still doing stuff. <laughs> just like diving in and I don't care and I'm just doing stuff and then we'll see what's at the show. I don't even know what I'm going to put in there yet, but it's all a work in progress. So
0: awesome well hey best of luck to, to that show that that sounds really fun and uh hopefully one day i could see a work in person honestly yeah. it's different looking at it and you know through the the screen of a computer it's or something
1: it's definitely not the same yeah it'd be nice to meet you guys in person too at some point as well but thanks Again, so much thank,
0: thank you for being here and also in the future you know maybe we can we'll, we'll reach out maybe we can see where you're at you know and have you back on the podcast. Um, that'd be great but thank you again and thanks guys and thanks for all the listeners we love you and see you guys soon
1: thanks so much thanks